Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Heading out, embarking into another day. Another day of, of the unknown, of availing myself to whatever the Lord would, would bring me to. What an opportunity we have, y'all, every single day to walk empowered by the Spirit of God underneath the, the flow of His mercies that are new this morning. The communing with God start to the day that's already behind me. Like how silly if I got up in the morning This is my present moment conviction. How silly would it be if I got up in the morning beside my wife and for the two hours or however long between me getting up and my feet hitting the floor and the time when I got in my truck to drive off to work, how ridiculous would it be for me to not even look at my wife or communicate with her? (laughs) Would that not just be foolishness? What if when she asked me a question or or spoke something to me, I just kept on walking? I got stuff to do. Well, that's the present moment reality for me in my communing with eternal Yahweh God. Like, I want to get up in the morning and talk with Him and listen to my teacher. It's not just important. It's not just necessary. It's not just a demand upon me. I desire it. And what I want to share this morning is probably going to propel me into uh, loony land with some of you. And I get that. I understand. Sometimes I envision friends of mine from my past who might listen to this and be like, wow, is this this for real? (laughs) Is he okay? And I get that. I'm fine with that. In fact, I think that that in a right way propels me to continue on. Because I'm told I'm supposed to be a peculiar people. An alien. Aliens just don't make sense. Right? Aliens aren't relevant. Peculiar people aren't relevant people. They're weird. They're set apart. They're distinguishable. And right now I realize that what is awkward within that is what is awesome within that. Sometimes I wonder, God, do I have a place? Do I have a place? I don't know. Well, my place is in Him. My identity, my purpose, my function is established by Him. And it will be whatever it is He desires it to look like as long as I am yielded to it. In whatever circumstance I am in, whatever person, people I am alongside with, in life or in a mere moment, if I am an Emmanuel pattern of the sun, man, the overflow and the outflow of my life will absolutely be 
propelling the kingdom of God on the earth, establishing it by my actions, by my physical body housed by the living God. What an awesome privilege. That's what is before us today. If your day is all about work and relationships, finances, entertainment, food, friends, I'll just say, then you're missing the mark. You're missing the whole point. Responsibilities, yes and amen, you know it. Oh, they're there for sure. We can't go anywhere and get away from responsibilities unless we join the monastery. And even then, you've got something you've got to tend to that could be a distraction, a burden, a, a disproportionate burden. But it doesn't have to be that way. And that's what I'm laboring into in this season is like, okay, Lord, all of this stuff in my life, oh my, I feel a demand. I feel it. But my first endeavor my first and foremost, I don't know, resolute decision, purpose, is to commune with God, to know Him, to walk in His ways, to be listening to Him. And, and why did I say that like this, this, this uh, recording might make you think there's something wrong with me? Well, I, you know, as you hear me talk about on here, uh, goodness, I don't know, a year ago, longer than that, a while ago, Kristen, my wife and myself, really started feeling something about the Jewish traditions. Like, not just modern version, because like Judaism today is as corrupt and, and naturally minded as Christianity. I mean, so we're not trying to have like a modern historical Jewish household by any means. That's foolishness, and that would be the same as being a modern Christian. Void of why you're even doing what you're doing. So it's not that. We're not just trying to be celebratory you know, Gentiles. We're not trying to do that. But in, in the original understanding of the celebration of the feasts, all of the foreshadowing, the name of Yahweh, all, you know, I could go on and on and on. Well, that, of course, has been ramped up since that started, whenever that was, 18 months ago, I don't know. And it's just continually increased. And my wife, as I've said before, really spearheaded it. And I'm just now kind of coming in. It's taking me some time. And I've already had to clarify this to somebody before. Like, we're not, what's the word that's like a buzzword? Uh, doggone it. Like the resurgence of, of, uh, uh, what do they call it? I can't remember, and I'll, I'm, I'll sit here for 10 minutes trying to remember, and you'll just have to wait on me, so I'm going to move past it. But like this, oh, Hebrew Roots, the Hebrew Roots movement. I don't claim to know what that is, but I do know I'm not in it. <laughs> Can I say that? I know I'm not in it because that's not the, that's not the road I'm walking. 
I'm not going to anything or anyone to follow a movement of reclaiming something because it's cool or because, I don't know, I don't even know what I'm talking about. When I look at Hebrew roots, when I look at the Hebraic perspective, when I look at all of the stuff in the Torah, the laws and all these things, I am captivated, I'm fascinated. It started with me probably a year ago, like really, like, whoa, I'm like, I'm being drawn into this something outside of myself. We've been talking about Sabbath observance and like our giving ourselves to being willing to reorder our lives according to some things previously ignorant of. And so I say all that to say this. This is the part about me being weird. And maybe you're already there. You're thinking, well, that alone is, is really crazy, Joel. What's wrong with you? That's fine. Maybe you think it's awesome. I don't know. It could go either way. Whatever the case, I've I'm, I'm been listening to, of course, we listen to a lot of Hebrew music in our house. Kristen and my son in their homeschool, they're learning Hebrew. Um, I'd say probably 80% of the music we listen to right now is in the Hebrew language. Some is with English and some is straight Hebrew. And I just find it very stirring. I find it very captivating. And it's something beyond my understanding, which piques my interest to say the least. And I've been listening to a certain artist that sings a lot in Hebrew. And there's this new song out, and it says, Roar from Zion. And it's playing this morning. I've heard it once before. But something about this morning, when I was playing it loud in our house, just in the ongoings of our house, y'all, like, Amen for set-apart times. Yes. Bible study. Set-apart worship. Talking about the kingdom with our family. Yes, amen. But like when I read the scriptures, again, the old understanding of when you rise up and when you lie down and every single thing in between, you're learning. You're being taught. And you're teaching. And y'all, that's in my house right now. That's in my house. Why? Because of the unction of the Lord. Because of His goodness. Because of Him revealing Himself to us in such a way, I need to respond. I want to respond. And so my wife's doing dishes. My son is, is rinsing dishes or putting them away or something. Picking up the house a little bit because we have a friend going to be in town tonight and I played this song somewhat randomly I just remembered I wanted to hear it again from a couple weeks ago and y'all this is the crazy land as I'm playing this song and I'm singing what I know it's English and Hebrew I started to cry and literally I could feel the presence of the Lord and I just started to cry. And I went to the other room. And I'm just 
lifting my hands and praising the Lord for something I don't even understand, but just saying, amen, yes, Lord, come, 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 Yeshua. (laughs) Even that, right? The name, the name, the name spoken by eternal God was Yeshua. He didn't say, call him Jesus. Call me hung up on something that I don't need to, but like for me, well, it's not, it's not doctrinal. It's not preference. It's not some messianic viewpoint. No, it's something in me. So I'm just walking around in my den, crying. Finding myself agreeing with what they're saying, and some of it I don't even know what they're saying. But something in me clicked. In a prayer time yesterday morning, the Lord really was speaking to me about the culmination of the ages. You know, the perspective of New Jerusalem descending. I don't claim to understand that. Who can? Who? I mean, really. Even eschatology people who like have studied this and given their lives to it, man, even that is a mere glimpse of what's to come. We're told many things, yes. The perfect, eternal government of God established on a new heaven and a new earth with glorified bodies free from sin. Holy cow. If you can grasp that, then you're, what, you're sure smarter than me. But something about that and what I was sharing and what I shared with my wife this morning at a time with her was like, and I, even after this song played and I came and I told her like, man, I just feel the Lord. I feel him in this. I sense the spirit of God stirring in me along these lines. What is that? Oh, Lord, show us. What is it? Why does my wife want to know Hebrew? Why does she sing Hebrew? Why did our immersion look like it did? What's going on? Well, I started to think about just the culmination of the ages and what's before us. The perspective shift from what is here now to what is here now to establish what is yet to come. And how what I even shared a couple days ago with the, the parable about the master's table, I told Kristen, I said, this is it. This is the parable. The invitation, the clothed in the acceptable garment, and then the communing, the feasting with the master king for eternity, the culmination the pinnacle of all of creation. And what I was sharing was like, I feel like what I am sensing, what I'm feeling, is my spirit is joining in with the scriptural account of all of creation groaning for that culmination to come. For what? The manifest sons of God to be revealed. The prophecies about the spirit of Elijah. The declaration of the good news. The Messiah has come. Yes and amen. We were, we were those first church. We are those first church people. We are Paul. But we're also, in a sense, John the Baptist. 
which I don't even like saying now, now that I know what I do. <laughs> John the Baptist. John, Yohanan the Immerser. I think that's right. I'm probably getting too big for my britches now. <laughs> the Immerser. Into what? Into repentance. The Messiah's coming. The Messiah's coming. Are you ready? Oh, boy, is that offensive. Hey, oh, man, that's, I'm finding that's more offensive than I even knew. Hey, don't you tell me he's coming. I already know. Back off. I'm doing enough. I'm doing what I can. Just chill. Oh, what an offensive message. Woo. I won't even go down that road. It's offensive, period. The kingdom's coming. The kingdom's coming in fulfillment and is yet now here. Prepare yourself. All of creation. And so I feel that in my spirit. My cardia, my innermost place. I feel it. I'm joining with creation to groan and to cry out, let your kingdom come, God. Let your kingdom come. Let it be established in the hearts of men. Beginning with me. Beginning right here. On earth as it is in heaven in my life today, you are my food. You are my daily bread. You are my sustenance. I will feast on you. And so this song, this, this uh, roar from Zion, it says this line that I think I understand. I think I know. I haven't looked at the actual text, but like I hear enough in my house. I think what it says is, Baruch Abba Hashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Do we understand that? Is the Lord your identity, friend? Not blessed is he who comes in the name of the Baptist church. Not blessed is he who comes in the name of the Southwestern Virginia Fellowship. Blessed is he who comes in the name, in the name, in him. He is your banner. He is your garment. He is your identity in its entirety. You are no longer your own. You are dead. You are born again. You are born of the water. You are born of the Spirit, and therefore you are His possession in your entirety because you emptied yourself and joined covenantally into the empty vow of Messiah, fulfilled to completion. You are blessed. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. I started thinking about the Psalms. How can we sing? The song of the Lord while we're in a foreign land. About that, that perspective of like, oh, how do we do this? How do we do this here? Well, thankfully, on this side of time, we have biblical examples of men who have done that. But what were they? Were they the relevant people of the age? Were they the people who found inclusion in a people? Were they accepted by everyone? Were they received for who they were? Or were they beheaded? Were they run out of the city to live in the wilderness? Were they enslaved? Were they taken into captivity? Were they hung? 
And so, friend, listen to what I'm saying. What is your present perspective of yourself should you in fact be in him? As I always say, I don't assume anybody's in him. And you better not assume you are. If you're in him, what is your perspective of the kingdom? Well, my demonstration of the kingdom is my family of, you know, my ten families that I fellowship with. That's the kingdom. Well, the kingdom in my life is, you know, glory fallen from the sky, church, campus number four. You get what I'm saying. I don't need to go further. No, 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 no. What? It's too small, y'all. It's too small. We have been joined with an eternal kingdom that is a foreshadowing of what is yet before God himself ruling and reigning through Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son, as king seated upon a throne of real earth, regenerated, recreated, that descends from the perfect heaven, flawless. And who's going to be on it? Flawless ones. Flawless ones. Well, how do we get flawless? In Him. In Him. By my vow to be good to Him, to do my best, to promise I'll be best, I'll do my best, I'll be better. I promise, brother. No. That is fluid. It's not rock solid. It's not a foundation. The source is off. It's in me. So my source is I am in Him. How am I in Him? Born again. Born of the water. Born of the Spirit. I have entered the kingdom and therefore I am in the King. I'm in Him. I'm seated at His table. We remember Zion. Y'all, I don't even know what that means in its entirety. I would say I understand about 3.5% of what Zion even is. But there's something in my spirit that's stirring. Something in me that is beyond my understanding. I can't lean on my own understanding because I have none in regards to this. And what an awesome blessing because you know what? This is the unfiltered word of the Lord coming to me. That is awesome. That is worth going into my study and raising my hands and crying and praising the Lord for something I don't even understand that He's doing in me. It's His handiwork. It's His handiwork. It's the potter and the clay. Do as you will. And as I posture my life to say, do as you will, this is what He does. This is what He does. Baruch Abba, Hashem, Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Friend, when you go out, do you go out in the name of the Lord? Or are you an American Christian? What is your identity? Are you a good American moral Christian who votes for anti-abortion politicians? 
Or are you a kingdom man, a kingdom woman? Do you function in governments, a government that is not of this world? This world can't contain it. It can't hold it. It wasn't meant to. Why is the world morally depraved? Why do men kill men? Why does brother hate brother? Because it's the pattern in the kingdom of the world. And you cannot press the kingdom of heaven into it. If that were true, if we could just be relevant people and impress the kingdom of God upon the kingdoms of men within the kingdoms of men, Jesus the Son would have come and set up an earthly kingdom and he would still be seated upon it right now in a natural land in Jerusalem. And right now, because he could easily be eternal yet yet natural, He'd still be there, and you and I, should we be in him, would have to move there to live in his palace. To be in him. Do you get what I'm saying? So in what ways are we trying to squeeze and press the kingdom of God into our own kingdom? Into our own plans? Into the governments of the world? which are so many. Why is there such chaos? Why is there such dissension? Well, I believe this. Well, hey, well, I believe this. I believe this. Well, to know God, you've got to do this. Well, to be in fellowship, you've got to do this. You know what? What if we had the Mount Zion reality at place in the here and now? What if in our lives it is now on earth as it is in heaven? Are there sects of believers in heaven. Well, there's the there's the Southern Heaven Fellowship, and uh, up there's the Northeastern part fellowship. And uh, you know, we all have our own different beliefs and doctrines, and you know, they yes, we are separated. Now we don't intermingle, we don't be together, we're not gonna be together. I mean, God understands. That's just our extension of the body. No. From where I'm sitting right now, there's no room for that. It's too small. It's too restrictive. There is one city on a hill. There's one people. There's one people, y'all. There's one table. Why? Because there's one king. There's one master. One king. One kingdom. One king. One kingdom. Hey, Jesus, uh, by the way, my name is uh, Satan. I'm a fallen angel. Oh, yeah, you know who I am. You saw me go down. You saw me. Oh, I forgot. I don't like to think about that. Hey, guess what? You can have all of this kingdom. Oh, you can have the whole earth. I rule it, remember? It was handed to me by the pinnacle of your creation. <laughs> How'd you like that, remember? Oh, yeah, okay, well, we won't talk about that. You're right. You, your heels on my head. Um, but you want this kingdom? I'll give it to you right now. Well, how can you get it? By showing how powerful you are. Not by humbling yourself, but by exalting yourself 
and throwing yourself off and proving to me the angels will come and catch you and carry you up. Come on, Jesus, show off. Show off a little bit. Everybody's watching. Have, have a kingdom here. You can rule and reign the whole earth. Y'all, do we understand that? What did Jesus say? Paraphrased. It's too small. It's too small. You don't get it. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want this. I possess the entire galaxies of space. And you are offering me a rock. No thank you. No thank you. That's not my way. I have one kingdom and I will be the king. Period. Can we not just simplify it? Oh, may we groan. Beyond our intellect, beyond our even knowing what we're doing, may our lives be postured to receive with anticipation the new Jerusalem reality, the culmination of the ages. I am here to be the, the megaphone of the kingdom. The kingdom's coming. The kingdom's coming. Look, y'all, let's just be realistic and then I'll bring this to a close. What happened often to the messengers of God? Even in the parables. I mean, seriously, y'all, the parable I just taught on. The messengers, the servants who went out to what? To tell the good news. To tell the people in the towns, in the streets, hey, friend, you've been invited to eat at the king's table. Do we understand that? And they were murdered. The servants with the message were murdered, y'all. They were killed. So if we think the good news is going to put us up on a pedestal and give us accolades, we do not know the message. And we surely don't know the pattern of God and the people who speak on His behalf. They were laughed at. They were scorned. They were cast out. They were killed for proclaiming the invitation to the master's table. And if we don't get that deep within us, we will never even get within a million miles of becoming the messengers, the proclaimers. But where does it start? For me, it starts with come quickly. Come quickly, Yeshua Messiah. Come quickly. Come and receive your reward. Come and gather your people. I think it starts there. It's starting there in me. I feel like I'm being prepared to be sent out. I'm being prepared to be sent. There is something being added to me without my... Well, let me put it this way. Without anything but my permission. <laughs> I'm giving my permission. And I'm asking for things that I don't even yet understand or know. And y'all, it's something supernatural. It is absolutely 
a supernatural response to the yielding of a will. And I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I feel like, again, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do anything other than like, repeat the same thing. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Come. Let the kingdom of God be seen in me. In me. So, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven today, for whoever's listening to this, on earth as it is in heaven, for whoever has ears to hear. Oh, God, we're so, we have such microscopic vision. We get so captivated by our trivial lives and relationship dynamics and the pull of the natural temporal. Help us, God. Help us, Lord. I believe he will. Something's going out, y'all. There's a signal on the dial. You just got to tune in. You got to dial in. And you sit there on that device until you find it. It's going out. Wisdom is in the corner of the street, y'all. She's crying out. Who will come here? Who's coming? But you know what? Between you and her is a whole bunch of women sitting there declaring a message. The enticements of the world. Hey, come over here. Come over here. Look at this. Billboards, banners, lights. Don't do it. You keep walking. Keep walking. Focused on the prize. What's the prize? Communion with eternal Yahweh God. What's the prize? I'm sitting at the master's table. I can see him. I can see him. He's talking to me. He's looking at me. We've got to get this, friends. Or else we're going to be good American Christians. And that's not enough. That's a pathetic excuse for a kingdom follower. Let's just be honest. So let's rise up and do our part. On earth as it is in heaven in us today. Nothing else. Nothing less. Amen.